Hello, this is Tony Speaks, and this is my lovely wife, Kim. We are the founders and co-creators of the lifestyle brand and podcast, Becoming Discipline. Every week we meet, learn from, and share best practices with highly disciplined men and women from a variety of fields and endeavors. Follow us on our journey. I had somebody ask me close to me, they said, you know, yeah, they knew I'd do the act. They said, yeah, you're fun. I see you doing the acting, but it's really kind of strange. I said, so you think it's strange that I might dress up in period costume and go create poetry and stand in the field? They go, yeah. I said, but it's not as weird as what you do. They said, okay, explain that. Ah, you come home from a hard day and you flop in front of your television in a darkened room. You flip on Netflix and there you watch actors, people like me, pretending to be lovers and haters and conquerors and betrayers. And there you are, a vacuous void, as your life slips away watching other people live their dreams. Abraham Lincoln once said, every man is born an original, but sadly most men die copies. Bobby Hebert is not most men. Becoming Discipline's home base for now is Central Virginia. In this neck of the woods, Bobby Heber is a local legend. Poet, actor, MC, marketer, fitness enthusiast, Bobby Heber is a renaissance man. But most of all, Bobby Heber is becoming disciplined. So uh, at Becoming Disciplined, we examine discipline or organization in the following areas. Spirituality, mental, physical, emotional, finance, calendar, home, data organization. Can you tell us which of these you consider your strong points? I think I know the answer to that. And which of these are your undeveloped areas that you would like to work on and, and, and make stronger? Spiritual, finally, finally, I am giving my life over to God. I've stopped doing this as a do-it-yourself project. That is probably now my, because from that, everything else flows. I, I asked my wife a question the other day. I said, I've been thinking about this a lot. What would you think if we started tithing? I've never tithed before. Well, you know, you, it, that loops back to our, some of our earlier conversation. I grew up in lack. And what she said shocks me. She goes, I've been waiting for you to become that kind of man. Mm. <laughs> man, I'm almost in tears. I go, wow. Okay, so spirit, yeah, my spirituality. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting. And it's not like, oh, wow, that guy prays more than me. No, that guy surrenders to God. I'm finally saying, yeah, you're in charge. You got this. Mm. In fact, my daughter did give me this very cool uh, bracelet that says, you got this. And she gave me a quote from uh, from uh, Teddy Roosevelt, one of my favorite presidents, all the cards it says, do what you got with what you have with where you're at. So, yeah, spirituality I'm good on. Uh, followed by, okay, the other stuff I'm doing, what I need to do, my relationships, I need to... Uh, make more time for people, but I'm finding by tracking that. Well, here's my weak point though. Relationships, good physical, mental stuff. Yeah, I feel like I'm all doing what I need to do. Time, time has, and that loops. And again, there's always, there's always when you examine your life and I'm gonna start examining, this is why your show is so wonderful. Yeah, I had to, I had to think about some of the stuff you, you were asking me. I said, wow, when I examine my life, time, not being able to estimate what it's really going to take to do, and I'm impatient. And not, 
and arrogant. You know, oh, I'll handle this. I can do this. Not handling my time. And time also is tied to commitments. What are you committed to do? And commitments means you've got to decide a hierarchy of values. Yes, this is more important. That's less important. Yes, this promise I can keep. Time also means what I'm weakest at, telling people no. I'm not good at it. I'm not good at all. At, you know, I, I like to please people. And you can't please everybody. Lincoln told us that, man. You're not, you know, you're going to find yourself. So, yeah, time, I would say, I would say, yeah, my physical and uh, spiritual part, pretty decent with my relationships, part of the stuff I need to lift up, time, probably, and organization, you know, how I organize my universe, how I organize my daytimer. I would call that the weakest part of my portfolio. Sure. Now, some people believe on focusing on strengths and ignoring weaknesses, uh, and some people believe that that if you do that, you're going to end up uh, allowing your weaknesses to overtake you. What, what do you? How do you find that balance? And have you figured that element out of how much portion of your life you focus on strengths and how much you focus on weaknesses? How do you? What advice do you have for our audience on that on that particular area? Corral your weaknesses. <laughs> ride a ride shotgun over those bad boys. You must. They must be disciplined. Oh my God! You might never really get good at them but they will sink you. Okay, I'm too creative. I'm working on all these projects. I couldn't possibly stop and pay that mortgage. Yeah, what's gonna happen? <laughs> the mortgage is gonna be late. You're gonna run out of debt and your credits. No, you have responsibilities. A lot of the responsibilities, you know, my weaknesses, I know where they're at. They're the boring things that I don't want to do. There's, you know, and what do I do? I schedule boring stuff. I've got a block scheduled out for this weekend. I've got a stack of bills. I got to go through things that I need to file. I don't want to do it. And thank God my wife helps me so much. She organizes my life so well. She goes, okay, you know what? This will work well. I said, that'll work good with this. She goes, yes. And now you don't look like you're a 12 year old dressing. I said, you're the best. So yeah, I can't ignore what I'm weak at because if I ignore my inability to handle time, if I ignore uh, my inability to handle confrontation. I'm not, what I realized years, and confrontation is huge. Not that you have to be able to get into a fight. I'm, I'm terrible at confrontation, but I also have to be, you know, I'm in charge of employees. I have to do what I need to do. I need to have courage. Courage is a constant reminder to me that there's not always going to be a way to avoid confrontation. I don't have to, you know, my thing with this, I'm so worried about losing my temper because, you know, it's, it's awful what I'd lose it. I don't need to lose my temper, but I don't have to be loved all the time. I actually have, and you're not going to be surprised at this either, because I always have all these mnemonic devices. I've got my, uh, that's my card here. I'm at my office because I had to knock out some work today. And I found this the other day in my, okay, yeah, so I got it. I got a uh, super friends card holder that my daughter gave me. So <laughs> I found this down in here. Uh, I tucked, I had reminded myself to have courage. That's, mm. I actually have an action figure of the cowardly lion. I really love that character because he was afraid until it was time to climb the witches. And remember the scarecrow and the tin man are holding on to his tail. Dorothy's in there. I gotta go. I'm going in there for Dorothy. Nothing's stopping me saving Dorothy. That's actually what you'll find when you rewatch The Wizard of Oz is everybody gets what they need 
when they're willing to lay it down for somebody else, you know, <laughs> the tin man, you know, mm-hmm. the, the scarecrow figure, man, think about that. The scarecrow figures out how to trap all those guys by cutting the rope to the chandelier that falls on. He'll do it. My weakness sometimes is confrontation and handling time. So yeah, I have to have courage. And how do I discipline and courage? You have to block in your time. You have to be aware. Of, and so you can't ignore your weak. Now, my strong points, my creativity. Yeah, I'll give more time to that. But if I ignore responsibilities, boring things, things, and some people love the boring things. Some people can't wait to arrange things and put them in spreadsheets. That's not me. But I have responsibilities. And if I don't do them, none of the good stuff can happen. You know, it's it's arrogance to think that, uh, you know, the early colonists learned that, you know, we're all we're going to starve here in Jamestown. Everybody is going to have to do their share. And some of it is going to be boring, hard time to file your taxes work. So, no, I don't believe you can uh, avoid your weak stuff. Don't beat yourself up over like, oh, I'm terrible. But don't figure that just screaming at yourself and saying you suck means you don't have to do the work. No, I, I've come to that belief and that's what helps me is, okay, I will schedule time. That's part of how I actually do that now. I, I look and I go through, and this sounds weird, but yeah, it helps. I, I guess I'm also uh, obsessive compulsive in some ways. Every night I fill out a spreadsheet. How much time did I actually spend today on our finances? My wife depends on me to actually make sure things are paid on time. And have I looked into our 401k? And I don't do it every day. But if I go a week with zeros there, I go, okay, how much time do I actually spend with God today? You know, because, you know, reading scripture, you know, I, I just look, the courage comes back to courage. Will I examine? Because it's easy to say, well, I should be better. Better than what? If you do not examine. And that's that's what's worked for me. So, yeah, know thyself, know where you're weak and be willing to put in time and be willing to be terrible at it. I'm terrible at certain things that I know I need to do. You know, when we're working on my wife is so much better. I I should be able to outwork her around the house. I have so much more energy. She's so strategic. man. "Ah, Okay, I'm not that strategic. I was smart enough to marry a strategic woman, though, was I not? But, yeah, then. Yeah, but I still required to go out in the yard and rake the leaves and you know, and help her do those things. See that as part and, and because your talents don't give you a get out of jail free card. Only this, you know, only the uh, super rich and some imagined a life that we see get to do that. The rest of us, yeah, you have your responsibilities and sometimes those are going to go into things that you're not very good at. You don't have to beat yourself up over, but if you're required to do them, like, you know, pay things on time, do certain things, you can't ignore them. Amen. Amen. My favorite actor in uh, one of his movie quotes, he says, uh, Denzel Washington, he says, we do what we have to do so we can do what we want to do. You know, we do that. what we have to do so we yes. can do what we want to do. Now, uh, have you, as you have discovered discipline, what book or passage do you recommend within the Bible for people who are seeking discipline? Part of discipline's problem is you think you're going to get worn out. It's always overwhelming. The new diet, the paying the bills, the sitting down to write. You know, for me, whatever is the big project. But then Isaiah, 
but those who wait upon the Lord will renew. They will soar high on the wings like eagles. They will run and not get on their head. They will walk and not faint. Yeah, the Psalms just full, just full of uh, and Isaiah, both full of nourishment. You got to know that you have a secret power. You have this power. Mm. And those of us who are part of this club, the secret club we call Christianity, we've been, you know, I, I reference superpowers before because, yeah, okay, Fat Man and Captain America because they were most like regular humans. Did you see the Captain America movie? Any of uh, the, the Captain America's? Yes, yes, yes. yes I saw, before, I saw all three of them. Yes. Yeah, we, we see in the Captain America, Steve Rogers, when he's in training, they, they don't want to put the super soldier formula into the little skinny guy, but they throw a fake grenade in there, and the first man on there is Steve. And notice that uh, right. his, the woman that he falls in love with, she, was, she runs to him too, because heroes do that. He was a hero before he ever had the super soldier serum. He's enriched by super serum. Are we enriched? Yeah. Isaiah tells me we're enriched by the super soldier serum. If somebody asks me, okay, Christian, what's your superpower? I can't be killed. Think about that. Mm. I really can't be killed. Think about that in the context of what we think of as time. You and I are exchanging conversation, fellowship. And when we see each other in the real world, and maybe there's not a pandemic going on. We might hug each other. We'll go, hey, you remember that time? Yeah. Maybe we'll do that next year. What about a million years from now? As humans think of this time. When we see each other, wherever that's at, I envision it's an endless beach. And I see my brother Tony coming down. Remember that time we were talking to the podcast and I was getting wound up? And your wife says, now somebody needs to get a tranquilizer dart in that guy. You know, remember that time we were... <laughs> And you go, yeah, we will be able to because we don't die. We get on. That's a superpower. We forget that. And so we have that superpower. But yeah, what about our taxes? Eh. <laughs> Jesus handles that too because enough are the problems of the day. But yeah, so we don't have to, even though I love the superheroes, we don't have to get obsessed and live fantasy life with them. And this is part of where I'm going in my life is I've, I've released, I know what my superhero is. I know who he is. Every day, I, I feel his identity. I'll tell you who he is. Quill, the guy I play as Ren Fair, is part of that personality. He's the warrior poet. And I've seen, mm-hmm. just recently watching the inauguration, I'm going, oh, the power of poetry. What? Yes, the power of poetry is there. The world needs poets. The world needs my poets. World needs your podcast. The world needs your courage, your courage and openness to say, This is me running with my girls. You're going to watch the man. I've taken this. This is an open challenge. You, it's like, that's what you've done. So you're unleashing. Yeah, that's, that's who I'm unleashing. I'm unleashing. And so the poet can't be an old man. He can't be a fearful man. Although he will times and yeah there are going to be times i'm going to have to read the scripture because i'm going to be down you know the other day my wife stopped here at work she used to call me on the phone she goes i want to take a quick walk and i walked outside something was really troubling me and i 
I told her what it was. I got to figure this out. And I was walking by my car. What an incredible helpmate. It's not a do-it-yourself project, Bobby, because sometimes I forget to call on God. But he's sending out, he's sending out the Calvary. You're the Calvary man. Calvary is coming. We are here. Amen. Across the world. I'm thinking about that. Those of us who feel the need to help. I like the lifeguards. You know, you see them. I see other ones. You know, we patrol the oceans. I don't, you know, I, and it's weird for me to talk like this. And this is a new part of my life that I've been able to express things like this because I, I never wanted to get involved in changing other people's lives. But it just happens, man. Life, mm. you know, <laughs> that's the hero's journey. You know, Luke doesn't want to leave. What, what do you mean I'm going to do? Yes, you. Wow. Yeah. Take Excalibur. What do you have an Excalibur? We need an Excalibur. That's what I've become is I've, you know, it, it's so funny when I uh, meet people at the Ren Fair because, you know, I'm doing fun games, but sometimes I'll stop right in the middle of a performance and I'll stop friends in the middle of the way and, and just talk to them, and talk to them like a poet and ask young people, what is it? What is the path that you're following? What is the great adventure? And I realized mm. they, they needed a Merlin to suddenly emerge from the woods and tell them. Go take Exc I've got my Excalibur because I brought this day because I was going to show you. Here's my Excalibur. <laughs> it's my wife gave me this pen, Riddle Rhymes pen, a few years back. She goes, Just remember who you are. I go, Oh, my own personal Excalibur. Yeah, unleashing. <laughs> that's, you know, that's part of what we have to do as we go forward, you know, helping people. So I hope that wasn't too long an answer, but that's. That's kind of the way I'm coming from with that. That's powerful. I don't know. That is very, very powerful. And it's great. Uh, it's a great thing to remember. Amen. It's a great thing to remember. Now, what book outside the Bible do you recommend that has helped you out, helps you on your path? Is there a secular book that you've Oh, yeah. There's two of them I can think of. Uh, do you know who Dilbert is? Uh, yes. Got, wrote, yes. Scott Adams wrote Dilbert. He yes. writes Dilbert column. How, uh, wrote down this title because I know you're going to ask me how, how to fail at almost anything and still win big. How to fail it. And Scott Amen. Adams has an interesting theory that totally works, at least for me. He says, I'm not the best cartoonist, but I can draw. I'm not the funniest comedian, but I can tell a joke. And I'm not the best banker, but I worked in business. I worked in banking for 10 years. And I understand how the office works. He goes, but when you combine those three things, that particular cocktail, and I, he started writing Dilbert, and everybody everybody looks at Dilbert and goes, oh, I recognize that. Oh, yeah, that's my workplace. And, you know, he says, you know, he even writes now that he, you know, if, uh, if he was doing Dilbert because so many people came along that was better now with drawing and subtler in their humor and everything. But at the time, nobody had, com had actually combined, you know, that kind of, wry joke telling with his ability to actually draw with his ability to actually understand what the business world is like and he said that is his and in that book he also talks about you know basically eating well and positive self-talk but it's a, an amazing book because mm -hmm. it gives you the and how dilbert affects scott adams he tells a story that blew me away he goes well so yeah he's working as a banker and he's in canada and he starts getting calls 
uh, and somebody wants to give him, they want him to give a keynote address. He goes, I don't want to give a keynote address. So he, he keeps putting off this lady. And finally, he asks a uh, friend of his in, in, uh, who's in the speaking business, says, tell him a ridiculous price. They'll stop calling him. So she calls him up. She goes, yeah, I'll do it, but it'll be $75,000. She goes, sold. He goes, what? You know, so he, he's still working as a banker. He's not, you know, what he had created, this magic right. cotton. And so, you know, he, he said, I raised it. You know, I, many times he raised, I think it was like a couple hundred thousand dollars. But yeah, that book goes through, you know, what are you doing? And that actually works with me. I'm thinking, okay, yeah, wow. I'm not the best at, you know, and I actually do think I'm not, I like telling jokes. I, I can tell jokes. I can uh, do acting. I can create frills, but I actually can do all three. And, you know, I can combine with a friend who helps me draw cartoons. I go, that is my unique cocktail. Nobody else has actually combined those particular. So that book is really good. Because it actually shows you from a creation point when you're bringing these things in, you know, just like I'll give you an example earlier when I was talking about my joyful workout. I don't hear, you know, I see Zumba classes and stuff, but I I am absolutely into joyful workouts. And I go, wow, that, you know, when I'm creating stuff and doing it, I would actually love an app if somebody would create that app for me to have a joyful workout because I don't, you know. I don't have time to go arrange a flash mob, but what if there's some other whack case like me and he's running in a city? He goes, I would really like to get together with some wacko actor who's actually running and do a Michael Jackson dance right now. Oh, there he is. Cause he's just acting. <laughs> that idea. And I go, okay. Yeah. So Scott Adams, the other one is Brendan Bouchard, the high performance habits. Brendan Bouchard wrote this book after researching for like 10 years. One of the, and some of the six things are clarity, courage, energy you've got to have those brendan bouchard's high performance habits that's actually uh i bought it but i also found it on youtube you can listen to that while you drive brendan bouchard reads to you and it's pretty practical so those are two two books that i would definitely recommend any any creative that wants to see yeah how is this done the anatomy kind of how you actually create stuff and that principle combining things that haven't been combined before layering them and synergistically, you know, it's just like uh, I might be a fitness coach, but I might be a preacher and I might be a comedian. Those three things. Yeah. I might be all three of those things. There's not many uh, fitness comedian uh, actor coaches out there. So I could get yeah, boom. If you right. want to, you know, that believes these superheroes. So, you know, either you come to my class or you recommend I get on medication, one or the other, but those are the three things that you you can uh, do so combining those things. So I, I love that because people like this break things down for you. So those are two good books. That's awesome. That's I am a hard. I was from 2014 to around 2016. I was a hardcore Scott Adams uh, uh, follower, and I love that book. And that's one of my favorite books. Oh, he stepped uh, into he stepped into it politically, unfortunately. But it yes. does not uh, to me. That does not uh, discount. I go no. He's uh, he's actually you know what writing the way he did meticulously about the creation process. That was something I really appreciate. Oh yeah, oh yeah. From fourteen two thousand fourteen to two thousand sixteen, I was a hardcore 
I would watch him almost, you know, I would, I was following him on a regular basis. And, uh, and that book really, to me, was a life changer for me. So uh, that, you know, I, we'll put that in the show notes and, and I hope our audience uh, listens and, 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 and checks out that book because uh, I still like them. You know, I still I still love them. But, I, you know, everything has a, has a time and a season, I guess you could say. So um, um, and I still that's going to always be one of my favorite books. Now, you have many years of experience in marketing. And we have many young entrepreneurs who listen to our show. What advice would you give to people marketing their products today or people who are just starting off in the marketing world? Okay. Marketing, um, first, you know, again, I've been in, I started in newspapers in 1981, the Caroline progress back when we still had a Caroline progress. That was my first job. Now it is about storytelling. Everything is narrative. And in, uh, for a while, Back in 2005, I lost my mind and decided to do a second job at the same time I was doing Freelance Star. I wrote a book uh, called The Primetime uh, Prime Time Selling, where I actually self-produced a book with a partner, and we actually took like a couple of years to write it. And it was all about marketing and actually, you know, creating a sales modality. And so I was actually traveling at the same time I was working in the paper and training people. But I can tell you there's three core principles of narrative that I find in all advertising because what I don't want to tell people is, oh, you need to advertise this in Facebook because, you know what, a year from now, that might, you know, it's like people saying, well, uh, you've got to, everybody needs to be on YouTube now. Well, now, but we don't know. We don't know what, what's going to happen next when they start beaming things into our head. What are the core principles? And the narrative principles are this. I, I would call them core compare consider every product goes through three phases uh and actually it starts to consider but i'll i'll start it at uh core you uh you liked your telephone you love your your telephone wow it's a great telephone so that's a core item you're selling phones and so if you're if you're selling a phone and you're selling the model that people want you know maybe it's a new skin and you know apple is always doing this you love the apple phone you think Apple is fantastic. Now going to my sales guy voice. I love it. Oh, so you love the Apple phone. So you can buy the uh, you can buy the upsell to it. So what is the upsell? You're talking to people that already love this phone. But what if you're you're the people selling a Samsung? This is an Apple and you have a Samsung phone. Then you have to compare. Why is it that the Samsung is better? Maybe it's cheaper, or maybe it's got a better camera. What are the things and how are those things going to improve your life? I'll give you an example. I was working with uh years ago a local dealer here that sold trailers you know little trailers you you see people hauling lawn equipment on the back they have a little trailer they cost about two thousand dollars and i said i can compare your trailers because i was writing his advertisements for him i said i can compare your trailer to another trailer but i said i don't want to do that what are they doing with it i went to the function of what they were doing and i said wow so a couple times a week or a month, they have to haul stuff around. People that are buying trucks really don't need trucks. They need your trailer. And so the ad shows up online in the newspaper. You don't need a truck. <laughs> you need a trailer. You know, you're saving. You know, it's not that it's $50 cheaper than the other trailer. It's thousands of dollars cheaper than the truck. Think of the function. You don't need a gym. What you need is the new Fitbit Plus that screams at you until you start working out compare. Wait, wait a minute. 
<laughs> better than that. And that's the, so when you think about your products, your products are you know, the upsell. In fact, I'll tell you the most, the f- most famous upsell of all time that McDonald's had to stop doing it. Would you like fries with that? You already like this. You obviously need more fries, sir. So here, would you like, yeah, the obvious upsell. So figure out what they want and then give them more of that. Compare it with something else. This is what, and what it has to do has to be something that will, and this is where, you know, I get into a lot, a lot of average, and the problem with a lot of advertising is it's promising people things that, you know, this is the problem. This is where I get caught up into this because, you know, is the sales hucksters, you know, this is why people have to have real products that are pretty cool. This is a hope for your market because I want to get to the last category. If it's not core, it's not you're comparing it, it's considered. What have you created that's different than anything else? Now, when I walk into, I, I have my cars in some stores. Eventually, when I have enough time to actually go out to enough stores, because I have a pretty easy time getting, this is a, brought this in case we, that's my deck of riddle rhyme cards. It's 52 original riddles. I actually have these, you know, I have a, a Jim Solomon, who's my artist, creates all the, you know, so here's these custom riddles. I've created 52 of them. It's a family game you can play. But when I walk into a bookstore, if I try to tell them, I'm a writer and I've created something that I think is going to be better than this, nobody wants your narrative. But if I come at them, and this is where, if I come on like Quill, the poet, I've got something that you've never seen before. Would you be willing to look something really surprised? Here it is. Yeah, show me. You, you, because I'm not comparing. Uh, you, this is not better than the riddle cards you have. You don't have riddle cards. You don't have anything like this. So yeah, I've created something that nobody else has done. So I need to tell you what you're going to do with this. What you're going to do with this. This is a. I'll, I'll tell you what's different about riddle rhymes. Oh, you've got your fancy phone. You can't look up the answers. You know the answers. Stuck in the middle is where I'm at. If I'm long, why? Then you're fat. That's a riddle. It's an everyday item of clothing. <laughs> well, it's a belt. It's stuck in the middle. Big and green and full of holes. See the flags on top of poles. Don't look on your phone. Your phone can't tell you. You think like a 10-year-old. Because I developed these for children. Because when you're 9 and 10, you think literally... It's a golf course. It's big and it's green and it's full of holes. See the flag. Here's a family game. It's a way to connect your family. It's a way to level. If you're playing Trivial Pursuit, what does everybody ruin a Trivial Pursuit game with now? They look things up on the phone. Ha ha, I have the antidote to your Trivial Pursuit doldrums. And so, yeah, that's actually one of the things I was, you know, the Scott Adams thing is I've actually performed riddle rhymes in costume and in dialect. As a, as a trivia contest in little bars and stuff, oh, it's a blast because then I'm always pushing myself. But they haven't seen anything like this. They haven't experienced. So show them. So you ask me the marketing, yeah. Create something that nobody else has done and then show them how it's a new experience. And I'm hoping because what I what I get to, I don't know, if you go on the, you know, on, online, you're always seeing, you know what, our followers, let me show you my bank statement. I'm making $40,000 now. And I'm thinking, oh my God, they're trying to sucker people into giving up their most valuable thing, their time, their attention, their passion. Because if you can sell enough of this crud, um, I don't know, some, some Chinese thing that you can buy on Amazon that everybody else is selling according to their method. Oh my God, 
what if you have, and this is, and you haven't asked me this, but when I talk to young people uh, about creation, we live in the most amazing time. These riddle cards, you'd be shocked how much these cost me to produce. 20 bucks, $20. I, I found a site online just a few years ago that you can create, you know, these were playing cards. You can create your own playing cards. So we, you know, I have an artist. We came up with the concept. That's our concept. That's our, that's our riddle guy. You know, that's the stinky. And we gave our own logo and we just uploaded our designs and sent off and asked for samples. And so they sent us back samples. So we created our own. And when I talked to young people about that. They love stuff like that. I said, this is out of my brain. It cost me. So you have the ability to experiment and create. Now that I've created stuff like, you know, I'm always, that's an example of creation stuff. Yeah, I, I don't know where, where it's going to lead me. Like sometimes this is a game that we create. Just It's called Under the Bus. You match up office employees. This is the slacker. That's the narcissist. You march them up and then you fire them. It's, we, we created this a few years ago during downsizing. We just called it Under the Bus. And instead of the old maid, you get the CEO card. I was the best. <laughs> it was just a comedy. But but it's cheap to do. Create your own and then go out to the market. Because I really, you know, this is what some of the stuff that is making me excited all over again about what might be available to me when I get my time, all my time back when I'm not, you know, finishing out my career. What are you going to do with that time? And this is going back to when you're talking about people in their 60s. Oh, my God. What are you going to do with that? Yeah, I had. I had somebody ask me close to me that said, you know, you know, they knew I'd do the act. They said, yeah, you're fun. I see you doing the acting, but it's really kind of strange. I said, so you think it's strange that I might dress up in period costume and go create poetry and stand in the field? They go, yeah. I said, but it's not as weird as what you do. They said, okay, explain that to me. Ah, you come home from a hard day and you flop in front of your television in a darkened room. You flip on Netflix and there you watch actors, people like me, pretending to be lovers and haters and conquerors and betrayers. And there you are, a vacuous void as your life slips away watching other people live their dreams. And they go, wow. I said, get away from me, you pervert. You know, he's, this is what you want to do. You want to watch. You want to watch. I So creation. And all right, this this blows my mind because I think about this, you know, uh, physiologically, people will tell us, and this is why, yeah, I did see the beginning of the degradation of my body right around my mid-40s. And, you know, we're, you, you can have kids in your, really, primitive cultures, most of them, in your late teens to about 20, you start having kids. Most grandfathers in most cultures up, you know, for the last couple hundred thousand years, 20, you know, 20, and then you had another 20, you're 45 years old. Molly, just done with you. You can start degrading because you're not having more kids. But are you having more kids? What is creative energy but your children? And this, and I'll tell you about the child that I've watched grow up in the last 10 years in my creative energies. You know, 
I do the winter one. I take my riddles and I create winter wonderland. If anybody ever plays that downtown city of Fredericksburg, I write all the Christmas riddles that are on the windows and people solve them. And I decided a couple of years ago, it's not enough fun for me. So I'm dressing in my, my poet's costume and I'm going downtown. And I'm stopping people and I'm doing riddle contests with them. I'm watching people play my game. And I've watched kids getting taller every year. Not that my game is linked to growth, although I should put that on the package. will lead to growth. But no, they, they're, you know, year after year, they're playing the game. They go, oh my God, I created something. In all this hectic time, especially this year, I met so many people playing my game downtown. They go, wow, this is like Norman Rockwell, a Norman Rockwell painting. Somebody will say in 20 years, yeah, I grew up in this town in Fredericksburg, man. And every Christmas we would go answer the riddles on the windows. And they go, what the heck are you talking about? What town was doing that? Our town. That's my baby. <laughs> and because my baby, Amen. I'm building this baby. I'm having these babies. Man has baby. There's your headline for tomorrow. Only young men. Only young men. Sire children. Ah, so mm. there we are. That, that's part of the Steve Rogers Super Soldier wow. Serum. As I'm having creation, creation, this is, as I share this stuff, and this is all about energy, you know, it's like, and what I'm finding is every time, you know, because I'm pretty sure this might be worth a lot of money someday. I don't really care. Yeah, I've got enough. We'll have enough when I'm retired. We might make, I don't care. But what I can tell you is amazing. I've been having calls here, you know, where I work. People go, hey, I played that contest. When is the town? When are they going to publish uh, all the answers? I said, oh, did you enter? They go, no, I just need to know what the answers are. I go, oh, you're one of my people. I said, you play my game. I'm in your head. Said, That's exciting. We're doing things. And like when I, I meet people on the streets, one of the things I, I created this little award you know if you answer a riddle you become a riddle master and i create an epic song for you i go mm. this too is creation so all of this goes back if you can find and what i what i realize is personality doesn't scale yeah this is my particular formula whatever you and your followers are throwing their energy into and yeah yeah i watch netflix occasionally yeah i do like enjoying but just like eating processed food. Think about processed food. Uh, I was explaining to somebody who was asking me diets. I said, that's processed. It's ground down. Your body is, is so far away from nature. But in some respects, watching a show on Netflix and the music is telling you when to feel good and when to feel bad, da, 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 you know, boom. It's different than reading a book. You're providing the pictures there. It's different than telling a story. I might make up a story for you. Boom, that I've gotten one level closer to creation. And that creation has more energy. It's more powerful. It's, it's more of your gifts. And then, yeah, you're actually producing because if you're always just consuming, and I'm not anti video games, although I don't play them, I like going out, I like shooting my bow out in the yard. I like real physical things. But if you're always consuming somebody else's creativity, in some ways, it's junk food. It's junk mindset because you're, you're one level away from your own creation. The experts will tell you what's funny. The experts will tell you what a song is. Sometimes I make up songs in the car. 
I really enjoyed. I go, oh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> you know, I just put new words to old songs because I realize what I'm doing is I'm creating, and this creative power is also an energy. You know, sometimes we ever do another show. I've got this whole theory on a thing I call charisma blast. If you ever played uh, a Street Fighter, you know when Ken goes totally you Ken, you know it's like you can actually do that. And actually, I might start going like that rather than what I do in the crowds. I go, totally you Ken. Well, I tell you what, my my oldest daughter would love you because she loves Mad Libs. I don't know if you're familiar with oh, Mad yeah, Libs. Yeah, yeah, she just is. She just adores Mad Libs. Mad Libs and, and Brother Hebrew, you are a walking, talking Mad Lib. You know, you <laughs> you have you have all this energy and, and, oh, thank, and all of this. Let me and thank you for having me today, man. This has been so much fun. No, no, you are awesome, brother. Now, I want to make sure people can get a hold of you. So, for people who want to hire your alter ego, Quill, uh, how do they get a hold of you? Oh, I haven't even. Thought, I'm beginning to think that that might be some. I've not let that out right now i'm working so hard i do stuff for free like you know i'm doing the polar plunge and i do the ren fair i actually was hired last year to actually give a speech as quill to uh, the scariest people i know lots of rich people that were part of the historical society and so i actually created the 15 minute speech i have no idea right now i'm not creating capacity to do that they can contact i write points for people i do that just because i love to do that uh, Last year, I created uh, personalized, you know, if you donated to the SPCA, I did a, uh, I got in costume and I did a poem for your dog. But I'll consider it. You can always get a hold of me at Riddle Rhymes. And that might be something I can do. I do believe this, that poetry, just like I rewatched the inauguration and I realized, oh, the power of poetry. And we need this back in our lives. We need to be told the story of who we are. I told you that point that I did for my son, you know, boom. Yeah, I had to tell him who he was. You know, that day I had to tell him, you know, I've had people contact me at the Ren Fair and say, we're coming in. Uh, can you create a uh, poem for my wife for our anniversary? And I loved seeing, you know, can I push myself fast? Do you have time for the story? I'll tell you the story of that. Or, oh, yeah, absolutely. So, My honor. I get the, I get this guy Frank. He contacts me on Facebook. He says, "Yeah, we come to the Ren Fair. It's our 30th anniversary. I wanted you to introduce me to my wife. We follow you on Facebook. Did you write a point for us? So come in there and tell me what you love about her." And so I meet Frank and I meet uh, Susan. And uh, I said, "What do you love about her?" And he goes, "I look in her eyes. I go nuts." And he says, "Every bit today as it was." I said. Ah, give me 10 minutes. Meet me in the pub. I shall have something for you. I've never done this before. I go, I can do this. Can I do this? So I run back to the green room. I got 10 minutes. I start a three-verse point, and it comes to me. I feel it. I go, okay, guy, you're there. I meet him at the pub, and in there, and he stands rough, because I have hired this poet. And they, they all, everybody's talking in a drunken dialect, because they're all pretending to be in the Renaissance spirit. And so I start it with a toast. I go, when I think of Susan, the skies begin to clear. I look upon her lips. Yea, then I chug a beer. And with every sip, I know I'm getting drunk. She's the molten lava that melts this overschlunk. Sweet hangover is this woman in my life. 
I think I thirst again for the goddess I call wife. And I went down and I kissed her hand. And when I came up, I thought he was going to kiss me. I go, oh my God, I've made a lifetime friend out of 10 minutes of work. Cost, energy, analysis. To be somebody's lifetime friend, you normally have to move their furniture. They call you up in the middle of the night. Hey, Tony, we're moving furniture. And you show up. I've got a lot of friends. And you show up and you're the only one. Tony's big. He can carry stuff. I'm like, wow, oh, this is so expensive to be your friend. I wrote a point. And I, made, I go, because people want to be, you know, we've forgotten the age of heroes. And this is part of what you're doing. The age of heroes means you're going to tell people the story who they are and that's where something so i don't I'm, I'm thinking this might actually be so if somebody contacts me at riddle rhymes yeah if it's something i could do we can work that out you know riddle rhymes uh, you just can go you on the url for us rhymes on facebook it's not i don't even have to, it's just on my facebook if you type in riddle rhymes on facebook i come up okay Okay. Course, now you uh, spoke about several events. Can you can you because uh, I want people to know about these events yeah. that you're regularly oh, at. Uh, the next one coming up is going to be the Polar Plunge, the Caroline Polar Plunge. Uh, we're going to be doing like seven different plunges this year because we have to keep people separate. It's going to be at Lake Landor, Lake Landor, and uh, so I will be. I think I'll be as Quill. I was going to be. I was going to be the barbarian, and then people attacked the White House at Warring Horns. I said I'm not going to be the barbarian, so I'm going to be uh, Quill. <laughs> I gotta watch that. You know, that's my world's gliding. But uh, I'm going to I'm going to wear my poet's costume and I'm gonna tell people the epic story of brave people that jump into the icy lake for charity. And I'll tell some jokes. I might even create some epic songs for people. And then cross my fingers, if we can, uh, Lake uh, Lake Anna Winery, we kick off. I'm on the board of the uh, Virginia Renaissance Fair. Uh, Renaissance Fair typically kicks off Mother's Day weekend and runs for five weekends. If God allows, we'll be back this year. If not, we'll find some ways to have events to do stuff. Mm -hmm. so I've actually thought about, I said, I really enjoy doing this stuff so much. Who says I actually need a city to say I can walk downtown in a costume and stop people? You know, right. I could do it just because it's fun. It's like, it feels kind of dangerous because it's so weird. And it's so much, I will tell you, it is so much fun to do because people, people don't expect to have an epic song created for them out of nowhere. Mm. It's the unexpected things, you know, when you think about life being so predictable, you know, and that's what I love is someday somebody say, yeah, you know, we were in Fredericksburg. This costume poet suddenly stopped and created an epic song about me. And I'm going, yeah. That's you never saw that coming. And that it and this is you know what I do believe about the world is we don't know enough serendipity, enough magic. And I do, you know, when we when we work our skills, eventually our skills look like magic. I, I'll tell you, uh, oh, I have a business card here. Years ago, I was working in a restaurant and I learned to, you know, do oh wait a minute, gotta. Boom. Yeah, if you work it hard enough, you can make it look like it. It looks like magic because you're rehearsing something over and over again. So, you know, you're taking something and you're going, whoop, yeah, it's, it's disappeared because you rehearse magic, because skills look like magic. Poetry looks like magic. Anything you invest years and in time to perfect looks like magic. But then serendipity, then God intersects. 
then God says, hey, this guy says he'll do it. Uh, you want to do a podcast? And you say to yourself, I don't know. Do I really want to tell people my life? You go, God is saying, why not? To live. Amen. That would be an adventure. So you have to remember what, what uh, you know, uh, Peter Pan says in Hook, to live. That would be an adventure. Yeah, you got to take the chance. You rehearse until it looks like magic. That's your discipline. And then you let God apply the serendipity and the universe and several paths coming together. And then the magic happens. Amen. Amen. Now, regarding the, I want to dig a little further regarding the polar bear plunge. It's at Lake Landor, but I wanted people kind of to, uh, to understand. Um, Bobby is kind of like a MC. Right. And I'm, there's a gentleman by the name of Jeff Black, who's a, yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. There's Black. a local leader named Jeff Black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He organizes everything. And what people do is they get folks to endorse them or promote them. You know, they get you know, folks to uh, donate money if they will dip their body in the freezing water in February. So it's really a great adventure. And I'll include clips uh, at the end of this video of people who jump into the water and they they literally jump into freezing cold water. Uh, and, you know, it, it helps all kind of charities in Caroline County. And I believe in, I don't know if it's is it just Caroline County or is it Caroline and Fredericksburg? No, it's just in Caroline County. Yeah, just in Caroline County. And Bobby, I, that's how I met Bobby. He is just this great MC where Caroline County, there's a lot of conservative folks in Caroline County and, you know, people who kind of get trapped in themselves, I guess you could say. And Bobby just brings out the best in us. You know, he he just is this incredible MC who just brings out the best in all of us uh, during that event. Now, let me peel another layer down on the Renaissance. Do you have a website that I can put in so that people who, who want to find out yes. whether the Renaissance is going to take place? Yeah. Virginia, if you type, uh, it's under Virginia Renaissance Fair. I don't have any, yeah, that's their main site. If you type that in, it'll come up. Virginia Renaissance Fair. Okay. And in case anyone watches this later in the year, when does the Winter Wonderland typically take off? Oh, Winter Wonderland will start again in, uh, we'll kick it off in November. So about November 11th. And what okay. that is, about 66 stores will have riddles on them. Now, if you want to play, they, uh, my games are available like at, uh, if somebody wanted to get a game. I still have them in stores downtown. Agora, the coffee shop carries them, and the card seller sells them and stuff. And eventually, I, I'll to ask you advice on this. I, I've created riddles for English literature, which is hard because I'm taking a riddle. And this is an example of flipping something around and now creating a rhyming mnemonic. And I'm thinking about creating a, a video channel where I just perform all the rhyming riddles so people can learn the different parts of English literature and just giving that away. I've been thinking about doing that. I said, wow, that'd be kind of, cause I've, I've, I've created that's this deck of cards for English lit. And I thought, wow, rather than trying to sell a bunch of cards to teachers, what if I just created a free site where they could, uh, they could actually learn about English lit. So I've been thinking about doing that, but now that you're doing this, I'm going, okay, Tony had the nerve to go ahead and create this. I need to start thinking about doing, you know, stuff where, you know, cause I can't, you know, if I created a video channel where people can just watch 
the English lit stuff, then I can reach more people. Well, I'm going to also post all the websites uh, probably during our interview and then after our interview. But with all of that being said and done, uh, can you share with us uh, any closing thoughts for our audience who is seeking to become better every day? Uh, can you have any closing thoughts about people who are seeking discipline in their lives? And before you provide those closing thoughts, because you'll be the last voice that our folks hear, uh, I just want to thank you, Bobby. I thank you for who you are. I thank you for your energy. I thank you, um, you know, because I'll, I'll say this. Um, I'm really Bobby he Hebert on the inside. You know, I'm Quill on the inside. But somewhere along the line, the Quill or the Bobby Hebert, you know, you get beat up enough in life that you it's almost like that fun person, that 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 God loving fun person. It, it gets beaten out of you by our society. And I want to thank you because you have given me the freedom to be more of what God created me to be. And, um, you know, I just want to thank you because and, and I even remember that. Uh, the first time I met you at the polar bear plunge, I looked at Bobby Hebert and I was like, he's living life the right way. The rest of us here, we're missing something, you know? And, um, you know, I just really appreciate you because prior to the life getting beaten out of me through many circumstances, I was Quill. I was Bobby Hebert. You know, I had that fun. I, I had I approached life with that. Even when I listen to my girls, my girls, wherever they go, they bring a party with them. You know, they're seven, they're, they're seven and five. You know, everywhere they go, it's a party. You know, it's everywhere they go, it's fun, you know. And somewhere along the line, it gets beaten out of you. So I just want to thank you, Bobby, because you bring you know, you, you make people alive. You light people on fire with your soul. And I appreciate you. And with all that being said, uh, any closing thoughts that you have for us? Sure. Seven and five. I miss those years. Two closing thoughts. One to you. Get yourself some sheets and some clothespins and go into the furniture. You can throw the sheets over the furniture and you can build a tent city and the fasteners are the clothespins. I used to do that with my kids and we would build tents in the living room and then we would play all kinds of games. It was so much fun. You can make trains, but sheets and clothespins and furniture can create castles, man. So much fun. Have fun with your kids. To everybody else, be open to adventure. One of the powers that we do not possess, we do as Christians live forever, but we're horrible fortune tellers. We don't know the future and we predict all the time. I'm too old, I'm too weak, I'm too untalented to do this. It'll never work. I can see it failing because part of our body wants to protect us so it tells us terrible scenarios. And many times our secret bully is the man in the mirror telling us, if only, if only, if only. Fight, freeze, that's the biological reactions of human lives. You know, run away, hide. No. God has a bigger plan for you. Bigger adventure for you. You don't know what's going to happen next. Breathe. 
take it in. The adventure is unfolding now. You get to co-create. He wants to do this with you. And it's not just for you. It's for the people around you. The people that will look with you at new eyes. You know, when my wife said, I've been waiting for my man to say something like this. She didn't expect that. But I can't expect everything. When I stop predicting, stop watching old video. You've seen a movie you've seen a million times, and that's what we do with life. We're going to no. be open. Every sunrise, and this is why every morning when I watch the sun come up, many times I'm left in tears. I didn't expect that. That cloud, that bird, that feeling. So unbelievable. Be open to adventure. There's one waiting for you. Step into it. Feel the love. Because the Lord that created this entire universe, all these wonders, invested, did it all for you. So take it. It's yours. Amen, brother. God bless you, man. God bless you. Thank you, brother Bobby. I appreciate it. The following is footage of the Caroline County Polar Bear Plunge from 2020. If you look close enough, you can see Bobby Hebert marching in front of the crowd like William Wallace in the movie Braveheart. The 2021 equivalent of the plunge will take place on February the 6th. To find out more information, check out the Ladysmith Ruritan Club webpage. For Bobby's cards, check out Riddle Rhymes on Facebook. And stay tuned to the Virginia Renaissance Fair to see how their 2021 experience will take shape. In closing, Bobby Hebert is a person who pours out into the lives of others. I hope that our listeners return that love that he so generously gives others.